0: hey welcome to clearly unclear i'm your host matt with one t underscore z e b r o w s k i that's my uh twitter handle you can hit me up on facebook at my show page at clearly unclear in the background you hear the elements um welcome to the show again um in the background you can hear the elements of the uh loud fucking area that I live in, um, and so I'm hoping the next time I do this, if not the next time, the time after uh, that I put out an episode, um, it's with my new microphone on the laptop in a much quieter space that I'm trying to build out this weekend or next weekend depending on um, the time that I have, probably next weekend now, knowing that the ladies uh, work on Saturdays every other week, starting next week, so i have a little free time Um, During the day uh, To do some stuff like that But um, That being said We're here We got week 18 coming up Antonio Brown's Off his fucking shit Um, It's been A pretty crazy year to me um, As far as How um, The AFC Has just been um, The parody in the AFC Has just been crazy And I apologize Uh, My voice might go out Um, The weather here in San Antonio Um, has been one day 72, the next day 40 degrees, the next day 65, the next day 30. Um, so my allergies and just my whole fucking ugh is all fucked up. So I have a little bit of a sore throat, um, lose my voice a little bit, but, um, it is what it is. I don't believe I have COVID. I took a COVID test last week, but who the fuck knows? I don't have any of the other symptoms, but, um, If my voice kind of breaks up during this, I apologize. Um, But I feel fine. Um, But that being said, uh, let's jump into the NFL. Week 17 was pretty interesting. The Chargers just basically, with their win, ended the seasons of the Browns, Dolphins, and, like, one other team. Um, The Raiders hang in there. They win again. They go on the road and beat uh, the Colts team we all thought was to secure a playoff spot by beating the Raiders, you know, at home. Um, Jonathan Taylor had a pretty good game. Carson Wentz, eh? Um, but you know, props to the fucking Raiders, man. It's you guys have been in a playoff game for three straight weeks. You got one more to go. You play the Chargers Sunday night. I'm so glad they flexed to the Sunday night football game. I don't think they had any choice because it's really the only game where the two teams playing each other can make the playoffs and then knock the other out. Pittsburgh still has an outside chance to. Uh, to make the playoffs as well after beating the Browns in a really ugly fucking game where Baker Mayfield didn't look good. I'll get to Baker Mayfield later. Ben Roethlisberger didn't look good. Both teams look like complete garbage. But the fact that both teams can still win 8, 9, or close to 10 games this year um, you know, is a testament to the coaching and the talent that both teams have, especially Mike Tomlin. It's 15 years. He's never had a losing season. I don't want to hear about how this man is resting on his laurels and needs to be fired you know how hard that is to do and I know he has the one Super Bowl uh, to go with it but I think we've all been um, sort of I, with Tom Brady like we think that guys are just going to win six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls go to the AFC title game every year it's just not It's just not feasible, it just doesn't happen what we're seeing with Tom Brady is, uh, is absolutely crazy and I'll get to a couple things with him later as well Um, I did have a podcast, I did, but something happened towards the end of the first 30 minutes where it fucked up and I just couldn't clean it up enough to where it sounded okay, so I'm doing a redo, which I don't like to do. But, um, you know, here we are because I wanted to put out some content with Week 18 coming up. We've got a couple games tomorrow. I'm not really going to key on any specific games other than the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, the Saints have an outside chance of making the playoffs if they win and a couple things fall their way. San Francisco is going to be in. Um, I believe there's a division on the line tomorrow, and i got to look to see um, if it's either the Rams or the um, Cardinals can secure the division with a win uh, they don't play each other, um, but that's interesting. So there's a lot of interesting things going on in separate games. Aaron Rodgers is going to start against Detroit. Not sure why. Probably just keep some rhythm. I don't know. Uh, maybe pad his stats for that, that MVP. Probably have to give it to him. Um, I'd still like Jonathan Taylor. I think you got to give that man the MVP if they make the playoffs with the kind of season he's had. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers has played fabulous this year. Um, even surrounding with the COVID bullshit that he had earlier this year um, and then just the way that um, the whole offseason went. So it's, um, you know, I, I like Green Bay a lot, uh, you know, in the NFC. Um, the the Bucks are down players, Codwin, Evans, they lost AB, um, and I'll get to that here in just a second. Um, and so it, it looks like it's there. It, it looks like it's a pretty easy path for them to at least get to the NFC Championship game again, um, but you know the Niners are are going to be a tough matchup for just about anybody outside of the Bucks, just because of the way they both match up with each other. It's just gonna be it's gonna be a tough, tough going for a team like Dallas who just doesn't seem to have everything going. Even though they have the wins there, they're just not playing very well. Um, and I put you know I I put my stamp on it last week. I'm like Dallas man, they're gonna they're gonna win this fucking game, against. Uh, another team who needs to win it, but they're at home, damn it. And they're going to keep pace and try to get that, um, and try to get that, uh, that, that, that home field advantage that first round by, but what do they do? They come in at home and shit the bed. I'm not saying Arizona is a bad team cause they're not, but they're as flawed as Dallas is. If these two play in the first round, someone's going to get knocked out, but if they don't play, it wouldn't surprise me if both teams were knocked out, um, after the first wild after the wild card week, it just wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, Cardinals have a more explosive offense, I think. Zach Ertz has been on fire. Um, you know, Their dip has happened already, but a, a win on the road against a, a, a quote-unquote playoff team in the Cowboys, that's got to be a big boost for a team like Arizona, who is kind of trending downward here in the month of December. So you know, if they can right that ship and they can get kind of back to what, the way they were playing at the beginning of the year, the first eight, nine games, they even won two games with Colt McCoy as their starter, they're going to be a tough out as well. But right now, um I just Green Bay I think I had San Francisco and Tampa at the beginning of the year in the AFC in, uh, in the NFC championship game. It could have been Green Bay, um, but I usually don't bet against Tom Brady, um, but I really like San Francisco coming into the year. They've been playing really well the last part of the year they had a big letdown a couple weeks ago um, on Christmas uh, on the Thursday before Christmas um, dominating that game in the first half against Tennessee and Garoppolo just doesn't play very well and I don't think the shade on Garoppolo is all, always fair I think we we look at these quarterbacks who are coming into the NFL and we see a Pat Mahomes and a Justin Herbert and guys who can come out of the gate and throw 40 50 touchdowns a year that's an anomaly that's not that's not that's not a trend and so like when you, when you hear guys get shit on for not being able to throw 50 touchdowns a game or not not a game a season or throw for 10,000 yards in, in a year it's just that's not who every quarterback is, and you don't need that to always win ball games. So, um, you know, I like Garoppolo if he's managing the game well, and I think that's become a taboo word is managing the game. But what did Troy Aikman do with the Cowboys in the 90s? Because the guy could have lit it up, could have thrown 40, 40 touchdowns a year for four or 5,000 yards. Back then, probably more like 4,500 um, is, is your new 5,000 to 5,500 now with the new rules. Uh, but he had all the ability to do anything he wanted with that ball. They had Emmett Smith. And in, in not that San Francisco has an Emmett Smith, but they've got a really good stable of running backs. They use Debo Samuel. Their defense is good, their secondary is pretty good. Um, they can hang in there with just about anybody. So, you know, you look out for them. Um, depending on who they play, Philly's in there. I don't like Philly at all. Um, the fact that they won nine games with Jalen Hurts as their starter, not that he's been bad, he, he hasn't been terrible. It's just like he just he doesn't have a good arm fantasy wise. He's awesome because he scores rushing touchdowns, and he rushes the ball, and he has he's had some monster games. But like, you go back and watch the game against the Giants not not but five weeks ago. That game he was fucking awful. They were terrible. One of their losses to a Giants team that has a guy named Joe Judge going off about how guys need to buy into the system. It's like, dude, hey Joe, it's not working. They're probably gonna fire you. And I know the Mora's are good people, but you got to write that ship in New York. That's not your guy. I don't know if Daniel Jones is or is not your quarterback. With Saquon Barkley healthy, he's pretty good. Without him, he's dreadful. Scrap it. Move on if you if you have to. I understand why you don't because, you know, this draft of quarterbacks ain't that good anyways. So see what you got in Daniel Jones. They did go out and spend, and the fact that you went out and spent – and your coach is kind of blaming the players, not buying into the system, uh, you guys have you guys have the talent. You guys have wide receivers. You guys have a defense. You guys it, – it, maybe it's the coaching. So I just don't – I don't understand how Philly won nine games though when they get beat by a team as bad as the Giants. And I know it's any given Sunday, Saturday, Thursday, and sometimes Monday, always Monday, sometimes Thursday – This year it's been on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. So any motherfucking day of the week, a team can beat you. But the fact that the the Giants paid all this money for all these players and they still suck says a lot about where that Giants organization's at. Good for Philly on making the playoffs. Again, I didn't see it happening. I just don't know how far they go. NFC is going to be probably chalk depending on how the matchups go. It might just be Green Bay and um, it might be a rematch from last year. You know, with Green Bay, maybe do they avenge their loss to now they have a home field advantage. Um shit, did they have it last year? I have to look. I don't think they did, but um I believe I believe they didn't they? No. No, they played that game in Tampa. I thought I thought Tampa had the better Tampa had the better record. I I don't remember off the top of my head. All I know is that they choked and lost and Aaron Rodgers blamed um his coach and his players for their loss instead of the fact that he um, they didn't take advantage of the turnovers they had on Brady you you as the quarterback get that ball back and you did nothing with it um but I, I like Green Bay a lot i think they i think they break through and go to the Super Bowl now do they win I have no idea um the 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 a f c on the other side is gonna be a dog fight uh, let's go chargers. I hope they beat the Raiders, but again big props to the Raiders for fucking hanging in there man. When we all thought they were dead in the water after the rugs issue, after um, Gruden, after all of everything that you expect in a Raiders season, and 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 they started to lose games, you're like, well, here it is. They beat the Browns on the road. As a Browns fan, I'm not gonna sit here and 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 and, and say, oh, you beat a COVID team. They went into a very hard place to play after the game was moved on the road. It doesn't matter. They won that game whether by two points or one point. Um, they did what they have to do. Um, and, and that was that. And then they go on. They go home. I'm at this game a couple weeks ago um, in Vegas, and they beat the Broncos. I think they beat them by three points, two or three points as well. Uh, probably should have lost that game. Probably should have lost both those games, to be honest with you. But they didn't, and it shows their moxie as a team. Defense kind of flies around. Max Crosby's a stud. Stack, uh, the sacks aren't there. But you have to look at pressures. You have to look at what he does to disrupt uh, the quarterbacks. Uh, Stacks don't tell the whole story. So he's had a really good season. You can almost say the Raiders might have won the Khalil Mack trade, so to speak, because now they're not paying up the ass for a guy who's giving you similar production as Khalil Mack, who at his peak was phenomenal. Um, And he's been great in Chicago, but it hasn't translated to anything in Chicago. Which, you know, as as great as a defensive player can be, it doesn't transcend your team from average to good or good to great. You need a couple of those guys. But really, your defense as a whole needs – a unit needs to work together. Like, he's really good, but they don't really have a lot else in Chicago. Just like when they – when Khalil Mack was here uh, – was in Oakland at the time, they didn't have a lot either. It was just him. Um, so the Raiders have – you know, uh, I, I I like – I like what they've done. They go in and they beat the Colts again. They were up early, went down, came back, fought. Carr hasn't been perfect. They don't have Waller. If you haven't watched Hunter Renfro yet, you're missing out. The dude is an absolute stud. He he. It's not how many balls he catches. It's about six to seven, but it's in the game when he catches those balls. It's a first down, a big first down. It's it's your you need you need you need to get you need to get this third down because you need to bleed some clock. He gets you that catch one or two yards. His stat lines aren't always going to be amazing. He's had a couple really good games this year, but if you watch enough Raiders games, he makes an impact in in a way that you want a guy like that to make an impact. It's not all about touchdowns. It's not all about how many yards you get. It's about when do you get those touchdowns and when do you get those yards. Love Hunter Renfro. Go watch him. That being said, I don't think – I don't think they can do it four weeks in a row. Um, But at this point, can you really bet on the Chargers showing up and being what they were last week? Because the week before that, they got hosed by the Titans. The week before they got hosed by the Titans, they look like world beaters and could beat anybody. Um, I just – it's going to be an interesting game. It's the first game with the Raiders and Chargers in God knows how long. 20 years Maybe. Where both teams are playing each other with something more than pride on the line, because the Raiders notorious have had their asses handed to them by the Chargers for the last decade and a half. Now it's turned around a little bit as Philip Rivers got a little older and then he left. But I kind of see that same trend happening again, and I just I I, I like the Chargers they just have too much talent on both sides of the ball. But again, the Raiders just they, they're scrappy, they play hard, they play tough for their coach. They play football. It's not it's not beautiful, but the whole motto and mantra of the Raiders is just win baby, and it doesn't matter how you win, you just got to win. They win, they're in. They lose, they're out. Chargers same boat. Um I just think if the Chargers can get in, anything can happen because they're that good of a team they're just young their coach is young They could be inconsistent that's not always Justin Herbert it's just it's just the game flow sometimes doesn't make sense I I think next year is when you're going to see the Chargers make another leap forward Uh, they might get in this year lose in the first maybe win a wild card game and then lose Um, but I there's a lot of uh, you got what Cincinnati can still secure uh, the number one seed in the AFC right um, which is fantastic. So everyone's sort of playing for something. Even I think I mentioned even Aaron Rodgers is playing against Detroit. For God knows, I have no, I don't. Maybe he, maybe he just wants to beat up on them one more time before he retires or leaves the Packers. I have no fucking clue. Um, but it's gonna be an interesting week. Eighteen wasn't really didn't really care for them adding another week. Just like I don't really care for Thursday night games. Um, I'd rather have two Monday night games than a Thursday night. And I just don't like Thursday night games; they're not always very good. Shit, throw Saturday night game on there, but I know they don't do it because of um, because of college football. Um, but they sure as fuck don't care about uh, trumping anyone else's traditions. They had a bunch of games on this Christmas, <laughs> right? You know, right? In NBA uh, the NBA's wheelhouse, and I'm pretty sure the NBA's ratings weren't as as good as they uh, they wanted them to be. Um, because you did have some pretty good games on um, on on Christmas Day, so that being said, I'm gonna touch on Antonio Brown, and then I'm I'm probably gonna sign off this episode. But Antonio Brown is one wild dude. If anyone was watching last week, um, I, look the timeline. This is the timeline. Doesn't show up to the Pittsburgh game. The last week of the season quits on them. They move him over to the Raider to Buffalo. Doesn't show up to camp. They let him go. Ends up with the Raiders. He calls Mike Mayock a cracker, um, which doesn't offend me. But you can't really say some shit like that to your boss. It doesn't fly. He 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 he's acting like a jackass. He goes to the Patriots. Um, He gets in trouble because there's some allegations of domestic abuse. Uh, Videos on Instagram of him. Talking down to his baby's mama, kicking him and his little boy out. Like uh, not a good scene, you know? And then there's this man, Tom Brady, who gets him a job. Good good behavior last year, they win a Super Bowl. And then something over the last couple of weeks snapped with that man. Fake COVID card. Um didn't get did not get suspended or cut, could have. And then they're losing to the Jets twenty four ten. And this motherfucker takes his shirt off, his pads off, deuces the crowd, and leaves doing jumping jacks, and then says after the fact and that the coaching staff was trying to force him to play? Or is it that the coaching staff had him on an innings count or a pitch count, so to speak, because he wasn't fully healthy, but he wanted his incentives? I'm going to go ahead and, and, I, and normally, if there wasn't just this pattern of this odd, weird behavior, I might believe A.B., but I believe he threw a tantrum because if your ankle's that bad, you're not doing jumping jacks in the end zone like that. You look pretty pretty spry, buddy. Um, I will just weigh on the side where he thought he didn't think he was going to get his incentives, which were up to a million dollars. But the thing is, I think he had, what, 50-some-odd yards, one touchdown, and uh, God, and a couple catches he needed to get to activate three different separate roster bonuses all worth about $333,000 so rounded up to about a million dollars like that's a really dumbass way to make sure you don't get your fucking money like you did that to yourself pal like that's self-destructive behavior and it's easy to tell because as human beings we've all displayed self-destructive behavior in our lifetime because we were going through something I know I have where you're you doing something maybe subconsciously or consciously to bring attention to yourself because you need some help for whatever reason. It doesn't matter what it's for. This man needs a little bit of help. And Tom Brady said it best. AB needs the help that AB needs, not the help that we think that he needs. So I don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. I sympathize with the dude. I don't empathize with him. I don't empathize... I'm sorry, I got that backwards. I don't sympathize with what he did or the way he feels. I empathize with him because I understand people go through shit. And all jokes aside, I hope he gets his head together because I don't think he's going to play another down-of-football. And I would hate to wake up one day in the near future and see across that bottom line, Antonio Brown found dead, gunshot wound to the chest or to the... You know, like Junior Seau. Like, I I don't know these athletes personally... Um, AB coming up in the NFL was always a quiet and humble guy but I honestly think he's got some scrambled brains from taking hits over the middle specifically from Vontez Perfect not just the one time famously in that playoff game a few years ago but Vontez Perfect has laid that dude out on multiple occasions it's a dangerous game when, you're, when your game is predicated on going over the middle but that's what made AB so good is because he could go over the middle, he can get in short space, his quickness, his athleticism, his burst, he can catch a ball four yards out in sp- with a little bit of space, and he can take it for 73 yards for a touchdown. That's what made A.B. special. He was the best wide receiver in football, probably hands down, not but two and a half years ago. So, <laughs> like, miss me with what happened to this guy. It has to be... It doesn't seem like it's drug issues, although I saw a video on TikTok where he was doing a uh, um, a thing where people pay to speak with celebrities. I forgot what it's called. Um, someone paid this man $300 to ask him a question about the Vikings, and this dude looked glossy-eyed as fuck. I don't know if he was on medication or he was drunk, um, but like he was slurring his words a little bit, talking about how the Vikings are a really great organization um, and about how Mike Zimmer is the best coach in football. So, like, you know something's got to be off when he's saying some shit like that. And I like Mike Zimmer and I like the Vikings. They got talent. But you don't need that headache if you're the Vikings. Do you? Like, and then today on a podcast... Um, let me pull that up real quick. On a podcast he was doing... Um, let's take a look real quick. This was on the full send podcast here is the first quote Brady can't do this shit by himself you guys are like going to make it seem like he's just this heroic guy okay Tom Brady's my friend why? because I'm a good football player he needs me to play football hey AB they would have won the Super Bowl without you and if you're so good how come you never won a Super Bowl before Maybe you've been a cancer in the locker room and, and, and with the Steelers. Um, but the fact of the matter is Tom Brady won Super Bowls, not with guys like you and Randy Moss, uber-talented dudes. He won it with like guys like David Givens. I believe that's his name. Um, guys like Edelman, guys that worked hard. We guys, not me guys. You wouldn't, the read you wouldn't have made it in New England, anyways. Uh, just based on your attitude, like, and I feel for A B. Again, I empathize with him because there is something seriously wrong with the dude. Is it CTE? We'll find out when he passes away, and God forbid, I really hope that doesn't happen soon. I hope he gets the help he needs and he gets his head on straight. But you know, we're we're gonna find out at some point, you know, he did have CTE. And I believe a lot of players, even a lot of players probably even in college from taking hits just in high school. Probably that that's it, per, running into a brick wall for 16 weeks, 12 weeks, 8 weeks, whatever level of football you're playing and you do that your whole life. And then you get to the NFL and play another 10 years. Like, yeah, your brains are going to be kind of fucking scrambled. If you're not lucky. I mean if you're lucky, if you're lucky they won't be, but 9 times out of 10, most of these dudes you know, and AB is a perfect example of what's going on. We can't help AB. AB's got to help himself. He's doing this to himself, but he's blaming other people around him as to why things aren't working out for him. And he shits on the only man, the only man Tom Brady who vouched for him, let him move into his house with his kids and his family. Helped him get a second chance twice. Patriots bucks. And this is what he does and says. An ungrateful man. For one. Right? A man who might have CT. CT. Or maybe we could just be looking at a dude with the biggest fucking ego of all time. Who loves to stroke his own cock. Because his ego is so awesome. And he just sits there. And it's just like. I'm AB. I'm the best. And he just strokes himself. Because there's, there are no other real answers to it. It's either – and it could be all fucking three just mixed into one fucked up bag, right? Um, I wish him the best, but as much as the the Bucks probably needed him, they can do without him. They got some guys, Scotty Miller. Um, I forget the kid that they drafted that they really like. But, I mean, it's going to be tough. Excuse me, but we've t- seen Tom Brady do this, so – um you know that defense has to step up they might not win the super bowl this year but it's really hard to win the super bowl every year like tom has done i think i think you know they're going to be at least in the nfc championship game i think um but it's just a lot of shit that antonio brown's done that just blows my mind like i understand maybe not wanting to play in buffalo but there's other ways to go about it and they got a stud kid there and Josh Allen who does have you know things he can still work on because he's not perfect but it's just really interesting. And so lastly, real quick, um I meant to get to this before I want to touch on Baker Mayfield. His last two games, he's been pretty awful. Uh, but I will I will I will preface that with the fact he's been playing with a very 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 fucked up shoulder, a very bad shoulder uh for a majority of of, of the season and he's barely sat out because he wants to be out there with his teammates. Um, he's a gamer. Um, he cares about his team. Um, has it been pretty this year? Absolutely not. They win this week against Cincinnati. They go 8-9. and nine. Is it still a disappointment? Yes. But can you hang your hat on that you won eight games with all these injuries? Not just to Baker, but to Chubb, Hunt, Odell's gone, Landry's hurt, uh, and, uh, and Joku, Hooper. Um, you can go down a laundry list of everyone on their fucking defense. Hurt. You know, for weeks. Not just day not not a week, but weeks at a time. Come back, get hurt. So for me, I gotta look at it in in a couple different ways. His rookie year he was outstanding. For a team that had only won one game prior to when he got there, I think they won seven that year. Took over Tyrod's job. Because Tyrod got hurt. He comes rolling in against the Jets, makes a comeback, beats the Jets. They win their first game in fucking uh, in quite a while, I think it had been at that point like a calendar year since they had won their first game. But for him, they had only won one game. Um, he's shown flashes, but he's also been bad at times. His second his second year was terrible. I I'll blame Freddie Kitchens, the coaching staff, the bad play calling, a little bit of the injuries. But they didn't put him in a position to win. They didn't do the things that they needed to do, which is run the rock, open up play action, and I think that that season. That is where Odell and, and, and Baker kind of lost their way together because that should have been the year they really started to figure. That should have been the year where it was like, okay, we're, gonna, we're, we're clicking. Okay, we're, we're going to figure out how to do this. And then last year, everyone was on the Baker train. I mean, unless you really hate the guy. But, like, you didn't hear this shit last year because they were winning. And Baker was playing pretty well, and he wasn't hurt, and they were running the ball well. And they were doing the things that they needed to do. And guess who wasn't there? Odell Beckham Jr. They won a playoff game in Pittsburgh on the road. Okay? They went into KC and almost won that game too. So you can't sit here and tell me that he's, degre- he's regressed that much from that year to that year, from that year to this year. So from the third to the fourth year where you, you don't want to bring him back for at least a fifth year to see what you got. Like what's the worst that could happen? he plays well you tag him he plays well again you tag him again or you let him go like but you got to see what you have because i his two seasons two good seasons have been really good his two bad seasons have been really bad but you can pinpoint as to reasons why one injuries he's hurt two bad coaching you see what bad coaching can do to a quarterback look at alex smith terrible coaching many coordinators and then jim harbaugh comes in turns his career around he goes to KC and they're winning the division every year. He even in Washington, he got them into the playoffs. Like he when he came back, um when he became starter, even with that leg injury, and I know he didn't start the playoff game, but his leadership helped get that team over the hump and into the playoffs. And and so, like, you can't judge the dude who hasn't it's not been Jamarcus Russell. It certainly hasn't been been Justin, not Justin Herbert, but Patrick Mahomes. But, like, you want to get off a dude so quickly, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, are you going to make a mistake? And, like, is this going to be another Drew Brees type thing where he has a good season, but they're still worried about his shoulders, so they let him go. He walks, and he goes to some bum-ass franchise like New Orleans. And if if you're in your early 20s, all you know is how good New Orleans has been. Those guys sucked for so long. Terrible. You think the the Detroit Lions are bad. Go watch some old old Saints football before Drew Brees got there. Fucking terrible. Bags over their head. Still sold out. Everything really changed after Katrina, really, once Drew Brees got there. But before that, man, absolutely awful. Not very good. A year here and there, I think Aaron Brooks got him to the playoffs once. Um, But they were fucking terrible. So the, the equivalent would be for him to walk and then end up, like, in Detroit, who is the New Orleans of this generation's football. Not that the Browns are any much any better, but the last few years they have been. So, um, I don't want to put them in in, this, in the in the same um, area as being as bad as Detroit, because Detroit's been pretty fucking bad too. But it would be like him going there, and then fifteen years from now, Detroit's got a goddamn Super Bowl, two Super Bowl appearances, and they got a Hall of Fame fucking quarterback. Like, I'm I'm not. I'm not saying he's Baker's Drew Brees, but Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees until he got to New Orleans under the right coaching staff. Drew Brees was actually pretty good in San Diego. We'll look at his stats in the last his last couple years there. But they had a guy named Phillip Rivers who came in, took over, and by all means, did very, very well. New Orleans wasn't making the playoffs every year. They weren't winning the Super Bowls every year. And he wasn't winning MVPs every year. In fact, he's never won an MVP. It was a, kind of a fair trade-off. But... I think had Rivers sat one more year and Breeze stayed and maybe on a franchise tag, that team might have went to the Super Bowl that next year because they were loaded with talent. So it's just interesting. You really got to watch A, who you let go too early and B, who you sign too early, um, who you fall in love with too early because both can kill your franchises by overpaying. Like look at Jared Goff who I liked, who I still kind of like got got paid, kind of fell off, the team kind of fell off. He got thrown under the bus and now you owe this guy a whole bunch of money, but but you got to pay some you got to pay these guys sometimes. I don't think Baker seemed does Baker didn't seem like the type of guy who's going to command 35 million a year. Nor does he deserve it. But if he was to come to the coaching staff, have a good year next year, like look, I'll, I'll play for 20 25 million a year. In today's NFL, that's really good. You can work with that because the cap's going up, and you can continue to surround him with uh, with a good team. Uh, I just want to see what he does next year. Now, if it's not good next year, then yeah, you gotta you gotta get away from it. You gotta walk away. You gotta just let him go because that's you know three five years, three pretty bad years out of the out of the five. But if he has a good year next year, hit him with the franchise tag. If he does good again, then maybe. Then maybe you can give give him the Kirk Cousins treatment, like I said. Tag him again, and then after that, let him walk. Although Washington hasn't had a quarterback since uh, Taylor Heineke, he's pretty good, but he's Kirk Cousins is far better. Uh, regardless of what you think of Kirk Cousins, he's a, he, I think he's a really fantastic quarterback, but he doesn't get a lot of love because we look at these weird statistical numbers of uh, I, don't, I don't know like what the what the guy does on Monday night games against teams above 500 as if like he has any control over how the rest of his team plays like some of these stats are just fucking stupid um, and they're just narrative points to to make someone's point sound smart when it's really not Um, but like you don't as a Browns fan you can't I didn't like the pick originally you you package it with Ward and then you package it with Chubb then okay yeah that's a good class but I've seen enough from him to where I want to give him another year because he's won, he's twenty eight and twenty nine as a starter. The Browns came had no playoff wins since I was a fucking toddler. Before he got there, um, they had one win in two years before he got there, and it 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 it's a combination of him and a combination of the talent brought in. He, so go for it one more year if you can stay healthy if you can play well. That's a very very good team. Yeah, the Steelers aren't going to be what they. The Steelers are going to be in flux next year, although they're always tough. And even when they are in flux, they win eight, nine games. Um it's just a tough division. Joe Burrow's in that division. Shout out to those boys um, who can uh, clinch a first round bye with a win this week and a couple other things going their way. But I'm just going to end it right there. Is that you just? Yeah you want to move off a guy because he had a bad year but you don't look at the optics of things and everything surrounding maybe why did he do so bad when the same team last year who was healthy did so good healthy this year not healthy quarterbacks injured sometimes you don't know what you have until you lose it that being said I'm going to be signing off Clearly Unclear hit me up on Twitter Matt with one T underscore Z-E-B-R-O-W-S-K-I at Clearly Unclear on Facebook um, My voice sounded pretty decent uh, But it's not feeling great So with that being said I'm signing off I'll see y'all next week um, If I get my studio Quote unquote studio up and running um, I'll post pictures of that at Clearly Unclear And probably on Twitter Like I say all the time I gotta start u- utilizing my Twitter better cause I just don't really know how to utilize it correctly Um, So if someone can shout out to me On how to use that Twitter thing um, To a much more Effective uh in a much more effective manner, uh feel free to hit me up. I'd really appreciate it. But we will see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Happy twenty twenty two. Wish you all the best. Um let's go Chargers. Um I hope well, I hope most of your teams win unless you're well, unless you're the Steelers. Fuck the Steelers. Peace out, y'all. Clearly and clear.